as we conclude our 21-day fast, first of all, congratulations. But I have a question, and the question is, what if for the remainder of 2022, we dreamt really big, but we purposed really small? So small that all we are left with is a step of obedience or disobedience. Let me explain. In Matthew chapter 16, uh, we see Jesus and his disciples engage in a really big question. Jesus asks them, who do you say that I am? Now that is a big question. And Peter replies that you're the Christ, you're the Messiah, you're the one that we've been waiting for. That's who we need. And Jesus then responds on the revelation that I am the Christ. On this rock, I will build my church. I will build my community of people that are not better than, but separate from this ecclesia, this called out group of people. I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Church, this is a big moment. This is a significant moment where Jesus says, I am Messiah. This is keys to the kingdom of heaven. This is binding. This is loosing, seeing on earth as it could be in heaven. Again, this is an intense, big moment experience. But it's fascinating to see that big moments in God are often followed by really simple I shouldn't say simple, but I would say very small, seemingly insignificant steps. If you take time and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, you will find that Jesus saves somebody or heals someone or sets someone free, and all they want to do is give everything to follow Jesus. And he says, no, what I want you to go back and do is just tell this person about me or go show yourself there. This simple step, Jesus brings the largeness of what they've experienced down to this moment of either obedience or disobedience. And following Jesus is not always the big raw. It is found in these obedient moments, these obedient steps. These single steps of purpose. Church, I understand that we are living through really big moments. We have been for a few years now. And we just saying, Lord, I'll make room for you. And I wonder if heaven hears the song of the church and attunes its ear or simply rolls its metaphoric eyes. Because it's not only in the songs that we sing. It's in how we engage these things and walk them out in obedience day in and day out. Because here's what Jesus says after this really big moment. He says this to his disciples. If anyone wants to follow after me, keys of the kingdom of heaven, binding and loosing, Messiah, big. Jesus says, no, this is what it's going to look like. Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Forever wants to save his life, you're going to lose it. And whoever loses his life because of me, you're going to find something that cannot be taken. How will it benefit someone if he gains the whole world but loses his life? Or what will be given in exchange for his life? Deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. You know, denying yourself stinks. I don't know if you've ever experienced it. It's not fun. Denying yourself is still entirely you. But in doing so, simultaneously, it's no longer just about you. Last week, Pastor Barry and I seeded the story that I want to just take a moment devotionally and share. And it's one of my favorite stories to illustrate the heart of, I think, what Jesus is trying to say to his church, at least today. 
because today we find ourselves living in interesting times where we need to make room for him. Not just sing it, we need to do it. We need to trust that his way is better than our way. And we have to contend sometimes for unity in every conversation, every post, every comment. We are contending for unity. A crowd of thousands are following Jesus. That's a big, big thing. But there's a really big problem. And there's not enough food to feed the increasingly hungry crowd. And the disciples, they see the problem. They understand it. They understand the problem, but they get lost in the sheer scale of it. I don't think you're a breathing human being if you have not got lost in the immensity of the problems of our culture in the last few years. Because a symptom of being lost in the size of a problem is the solution always seems like division. The disciples' solution to the problem at hand is to send the crowd away. But Jesus has a different step in mind. And there's a little boy there who has a lunch and his lunch has just insignificant amounts of food to make any type of difference. But it takes the generosity of a little boy denying himself as he gives Jesus his five loaves and his two fish lunch. And here's what I want you to know, that in God's hands, it's, it's, not, it's the obedience of your offering that is greater than the sum of your gift. You will always, always be tempted to look at the insufficiency of what you are giving God and say it's not enough to fix the problem. That is the lie of the enemy. It's not in the size that what you have. It's whose hands it is in that makes the greater difference. And the disciples who have been following Jesus day in and day out, they don't see it. But the little boy gives his insignificant lunch watch what Jesus does. Since Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed them. Blessing comes when we have the courage to not only look at one another, but pause in the midst of it and make room for God and together look up to heaven. It says he blessed them and then he broke the loaves and he gave them to the disciples and the disciples then gave them to the crowds and everybody ate and was satisfied. Everybody ate and was satisfied, not just this group or that group, everybody ate and was satisfied and they picked up 12 basketfuls of leftover pieces. I think that there is something significant in this story and it is this. In every culture in the world, you'll find bread because bread is good. Even gluten-free bread is not bad. But every culture in the world has bread from sourdough to focaccia bread to non-bread to pita bread. Every culture has bread. Bread represents this most ordinary thing. Everyone understands and every culture gets it. And I think this is the point. Because a little boy offers that which is ordinary and puts it into the hands of a God who can do extraordinary with our ordinary things. I love how Dr. Glenn Packiam says this, in the hands of Jesus, your ordinary life, which can be symbolized as bread, can become blessed. And this blessedness is not about accumulating or achieving more. No, blessedness is about having your true identity recovered and your true calling revealed. 
It is to be given a new name, to be broken. And I don't know if you have felt what it's like in this last season to be broken. But to be broken is to allow the grace of God to humble you, to lead you in vulnerability with others, and then to transform your heart. After all, bread that is not broken cannot be shared. You know, in my life, my time, my abilities, even my finances, if all they do is stay in my life, all they will ever be is a meal for me and mine. But if I follow Jesus, if I deny myself, if I take up my cross and I follow him, my same time, my same abilities and my same finances in God's hands can do something extraordinarily different than in just, as my, just in mind. As followers of Jesus, we are stewards, each one of us, of our time, of our words, of our comments, of our posts, of our finances, of our abilities, of our spirit, all of it. We're stewards who receive and then we release back to God. And then God does what we see Jesus do. He takes the little that we give and he blesses it and he breaks it and he gives back and together we see supernatural supply. For 2022, I wonder what could be if we just did these two things, all of us together. If we returned the first 10% that we receive and release it back to God as a tithe. Saying, God, you can do more in my life if I trust you in this step than I can risk holding on to 100%. What would happen if we spent 1% of our day with Jesus? by engaging spiritual practices. Just 1% of our day. The rest of the 99, do what you gotta do. Do what you wanna do. What could change if we took our insignificant lunch and placed it in the hands of a incredibly sovereign God? Or we can continue down the road that we're going, which is a dead end. I don't know about you, but I want to deny myself, take up my cross, and follow Jesus. And I want to make room for God to move practically and powerfully. Because here's what I found. When I leave no room for God to move, when it's just me and move, sometimes I'm proud. Most of the time, wish I'd given God a little more space. So I'm going to invite you just to put your hands out in front of you. I'm going to pray. Lord, let us dream big, but purpose really small. So small that all we're left with is a step of obedience and dis or disobedience. Lord, would you protect our relationships in this day, in this hour? When the issues perhaps in our life or just in life become too big. Help us to receive from you and then release back to you a portion of what you've given to us. Trusting that our obedient step is greater in your hands than remaining in ours alone.